I love that uh, the podcasting is now a family business. Sit sit down around the dining room table and record a <laughs> podcast, right? <laughs> Jay, start the timer. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, a behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav. I never officially owned a pet rabbit growing up, but there were wild rabbits around a little bit. Um. I lived on a farm, kind of a farm, mini interesting, farm, uh, a farmette. <laughs> interesting start to the show. Do you have any other slang terms for farm that you just made up that you want to share? My brother said, "My I listen to my brother's podcast. And Your he brother said, has a podcast? I lived on a farm. Yeah, he does. He does yeah. now. What's that yes, about? Yes, he does. Um, I, I don't want to tell people because then they'll go scurrying to his and never come back here. It's called Yo Dat's Rank, and it's all about ranking stuff in pop culture. It's actually very, very good. Um, and yeah, I love it. It's my favorite podcast. But anyway, he mentioned it's what's crazy. Jay is he's seven years younger. So he'll talk about life experiences. And there are times where I sit there thinking, are we brothers? Like, did we grow up in the same household? Because he'll talk about stuff. And it, even those seven years, there's a big gap from, of, of like shared experiences, right? Like he just did one on AIM, AOL instant messenger. And he had a much different experience than me because I didn't get it until I went to college. Anyway, he used the term during one of those of growing up on a farm at. I don't know if he made it up, <laughs> but that's essentially what we had, a farm at. That's awesome. Uh, I love that uh, the podcasting is now a family business. Sit, sit down around the dining room table and record a <laughs> podcast, right? <laughs> hey, guys. All right, I'm hit record. Let's go. We are going to do a podcast, him and I and Heather coming on the EPOP show, but I also want to do get my mom. She's never been on anyone's podcast, but she loves listening. She's going to come on a podcast mm. too. So uh, it will be a family there you, affair. There you go. I can't wait to listen to that one. We'll see what stories come out. Uh, I did have a pet rabbit named Snuffles, by the way. Snuffles lived uh, kind of in a cage behind our house, you know, typical sort of rabbit situation, I guess. It, it was not a farm at, it was a, it was a, a, a suburban house in the suburbs of philadelphia so uh anyway poor rabbit i think the rabbit would have preferred a farm at nowhere to uh to go down any rabbit holes when you're in the cage in the uh in the back backyard i think i think that's where you were going with that i'm, I'm starting to piece it together now we're talking about rabbit holes today aren't we you're so yeah. you're slowly piecing yeah. it together. Mm. There you go. This took yeah. uh, it took a little while for you to get the opening to where we mm. were going here. But the segue is today we're talking about rabbit holes, and uh, hence the rabbit story. In case you guys still are not getting it, maybe a little slow on the uptake. I don't know. Maybe you got it right away. Um, well, you didn't know we were talking about rabbit holes, so you guys, you listeners, couldn't have got it right away. Jay, you did know we were talking about rabbit holes, um, and what we want to do today is kind of. Break a little bit of the myths around falling down rabbit holes, but but more importantly, give you some strategies for when you fall down a rabbit hole. And when we talk about a rabbit hole, what we're saying is, as you all know, that you could do this in business, you can do this in life, you could do this uh, when you're trying to purchase blinds for your kid's room, as I saw Heather falling down that rabbit hole for like an hour or two or three last night. Um, 
anytime you're basically researching, learning about, trying to figure something out, and you just keep going further and further and further away from actually making the decision or doing the thing, you're falling down a rabbit hole. And listen, Jay, you and I enjoy fall, like falling down rabbit holes can be fun. Uh, if anyone's ever done the whole Wikipedia, like, I don't know if there's a term for it. I'm sure it's like the Wikipedia stumble about, right? Where you're reading a Wikipedia article and something. And then obviously Wikipedia has a thousand links to everything. One minute you're reading about Micronesia and the next you're, you're hitting a button and all of a sudden you're learning about like the seventh king of France because somehow they were like, you know, tied together. Um, that's essentially what we're talking about with rabbit holes and, and they can be certainly fun and there is a time and a place for them, but they can be detrimental as well, especially in, in a business sense. And when we're talking about attempting to build a side hustle or, so that you can achieve the triangle freedom lifestyle, which is financial time and location freedom, this falls into a bit of the time freedom bucket, Jay, because they can be a huge time suck nobody's ever gone down rabbit holes and sucked away too much time, have they? No, that never happens. Uh, I think as uh, entrepreneurs, as humans, uh, we are curious beings by nature and the internet has enabled us to extend our rabbit holes into infinity, right? Infinity and beyond as uh, that, that what is one of the characters on yeah, Buzz, Buzz Lightyear. Lightyear. There you go. Buzz Lightyear. Uh, maybe maybe you Buzz Lightyear be on you should, yo on yo dat's rank and uh, rank top uh, top ten mo- movie uh, cartoon character. Anyway, that's the side note. Um, no, so I actually one of the things that uh, helped me, you helped me with this, and I'll give a specific example because uh, I remember I it's it's hard not to spend a lot of time on the podcast sometimes, right? Like you, you just want it to be good, you want to put out a quality show, and you know, where do you draw the line, right? Because we got other stuff, you know, we're not uh, just podcasting. We got a lot of other stuff we have to do. Podcasting is a part of what we do because we love it. It's also a part of, of what we do and how we provide value and things like that. So of course, Travis and I, we always strive to over deliver. And uh, I do that in my individual podcast as well. I found myself sometimes down these rabbit holes when I'd be having a guest coming on, you're doing this interview and you're working on the craft of interviewing and you want to improve. You want to give a good interview. You want to feel good about it. You want to get good value to the audience. You want them to feel good about it uh, in terms of like being a guest and you just want to put together a good show, right? So I remember you telling me, yeah, you're like, yeah, I I give myself like, I forget it was 30 minutes or 60 minutes before okay, 20 minutes um, before a show to prepare, to prepare for the interview. Now I give, I give myself more time than that, but it's, it's the same concept, right? Like I feel like my preparation uh, back in the day before you kind of introduced me to that was, it was kind of all over map uh, the map. Like sometimes it was maybe 20 minutes. Sometimes it was like two and a half hours, you know? And sometimes I want it to be like, I want to read the book if I, I read at night. So if I have a guest coming on, I want to read the book. I want to give a good interview. Like instead of reading the book I'm reading, I'll read their book at night. That's not necessarily, you know, if it's fun and you're incorporating it, that's one thing. But if it's preventing you from getting things done, we really think it's a great strategy. And I, I would say this is the biggest takeaway, or at least at least for me out of this show, is setting a time limit for the things that you have to do. And then after, once that time limit's reached, you have to take action, 
right? So that was a real good uh, thing that you kind of introduced to me and it really helped. And I started doing it immediately. I implemented it and I just immediately felt better about not getting lost in any rabbit holes, not getting sidetracked too much and not wasting too much time on unnecessary work when I could, you know, be more productive and more efficient in the allotted time. You got the right answer, Jay. Um, I think that is the key to not falling down the rabbit hole is making sure that you set time limits on yourself for certain things. And by actually, when I say certain things, this can uh, kind of equate to almost yeah. anything that you're doing in business. Or life. Right? Like you mentioned We've ha- done the, the drapes a- search or like there's all these other things sure. that come up in life that, you know, you want to find a house cleaner or whatever. Right. Like, right. you know, how much time are you going to dedicate to it? How much is your time worth, you know? Right. And I think we'll, we'll do another show um, where we talk about this topic of, of like how much you want to, how much you want your time to be worth per hour. Because we, I've done quite a bit of thinking about this. I've read a book about this recently. You've and, been in and the I rabbit think hole. It's really changed my. <laughs> I've been in the rabbit hole of, to, of of how much I want it to be worth per hour, and I think that it's really changed my perspective. So so put a pin in that idea. We'll go and do that. On, on, and kind of a deep dive on that in a, in a little bit later of a show. But the the concept is one that you want to be thinking of, right? And, you know, my time per hour, I want to be thinking of both in a business sense and then also, you know, when it comes to our lifestyle as well. Um, if I'm choosing to do something, is it worth my while, right? Um, and if you get enjoyment out of it, well, that, that, that certainly changes the equation, right? Um, you know, there are obviously going to be things that we all do in life at times that we don't get enjoyment out of that just have to happen. But the more you can get rid of those things and replace them with things you want to do, um, the more valuable you are saying your time is, but also the more enjoyment you're going to get from a business perspective, Jay, I think you're right. Is that, you know, in almost every decision making process, I can't think of an example that we've ever done where setting a time limit on it and then making the decision was a bad one, where we got to a point and we said, oh my gosh, we now made a rash decision and and now we have to go back and undo all these steps because usually human nature will, will force you to give yourself more time than you need. So if you don't set time limits and it's indefinite, then this is how you fall down rabbit holes. If you do take our advice, and I think you should, and we'll give you some examples of how it's worked in our businesses, and you set time limits, your your natural inclination is probably going to be setting the time limit longer than you do need. So I, you know, I again, I can't think of an instance where we set a time limit, we made a decision, we're like, oh my gosh, we jumped into this too much because we are setting time limits that give us enough time to think through it. And the other interesting point about setting time limits is a lot of times the decision that you've had, like the first decision or kind of the initial reaction or, or the best idea kind of in the beginning, as you start to think through it and get to the end of your time limit, a lot of times that rises to the top as well. I'll give everyone an example of what we're talking about. We One of the first times we did this uh, together, Jay, do you, do you know what I'm going to talk about? It's about picking a name for a project that yeah. we've done. Do you, do you have any inkling of what the, we're going to talk about pack? here? 
the Paradise Pack. So this is one of the first times we did this strategy, you and I together, mm -hmm. right? I hadn't done much of this in the past. I'm not sure you had, but we got to a point where we had, we had a call and we're like, we're going to do this project. What do we name it? And you and I would go back and forth, back and forth. We were sending text messages to each other. We were hopping on calls and it was just going, 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 going. And we weren't getting anywhere, right? We'd have a list of 50, 60, 70 names. And we kept being like, well, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. And finally, one of us said, listen, we just have to set a date that we're picking the best, whatever's the best name on this sheet by this date. And I think it, it gave us like an extra five days is the one that we're going. Yeah. With. And we, we needed and to, because so we, we weren't, the project wasn't going to happen if we didn't, because we needed to have the website built and yeah, it was like very tight. If you remember the first one, we had like two months or something. Right. And, and, and like, we couldn't even get off this, this name thing, let alone have a designer build it. Right. Like they needed holding they, everything they up. Needed the name. We needed to figure it out. Yes. And so we said it, we got to the end of day five. We looked back at our list. We said, all right, the paradise pack is the one that we like the most. Let's go with it. And for six years, we ran a project called the paradise pack. Now, is that the best name ever? I mean, no, I still, maybe there's a better name out there, but was it a name that we liked enough and that, that got traction and that people enjoyed? And, and we actually had people commenting and saying like, oh, I love the name of this project, blah, blah, blah. Yes. And so we needed to set a time limit in order to pick, to do something as kind of seemingly simple as picking a name for your business. And so, you know, it doesn't have to always be huge, huge things, or, or it doesn't have to seem like huge decisions in order for a time limit to work out, i.e. picking a name for your business. That might be something that hangs people up. Set a time limit and just go with the best one at that point. Yeah. And if you've heard of Parkinson's law, it's the idea that work expands to fill the time allotted. And we can see that come into play often in our lives, right? It's like we, if we have five days to get something done, it takes five days. If we had the same uh, one day for that same thing, we might get it done in one day. You know, for a lot of things that can be true, maybe not necessarily across the board. But uh, if you're setting the time limit, then you don't allow it to expand to fill up too much time right? You're putting a cap on it by saying, all right, this is, I'm not going to let it expand beyond this point because I want to be more productive. I want to be more efficient. And this goes back to something we preach in the Lifestyle Launch Academy. It's like this idea of F perfection. It's like, all right, well, it might not be perfect or exactly the way I want it, this first version, but I'm going to iterate. I'm going to evolve. And just because I'm giving myself less time also, conversely, doesn't necessarily mean that you're, it's a lesser product that you're creating, you know? Oftentimes, maybe you're you're more productive, you're more focused, and it could be that it's, it's a better product. I'm using product in air quotes because it depends on what the outcome is you're looking for in terms of like the time you've allotted for it and what it is. Like in our case, it was naming the business. In your case... You might do, uh, we're, we'll, maybe we'll challenge you to do, do this today. If you have never tried this and you have something that you know has consumed your time in, in the past or too much of it or might consume your time or yeah. down might, a rabbit hole somewhere. What's the rabbit hole yeah, you've fallen it's down? It's got a recently. little rabbit hole danger, you know, like you're walking up, you see some holes, you got a little danger sign. Uh, try, try setting a time limit for the task and see how it goes. I'm telling you, like it's, it's a very simple but powerful strategy.
It's also a very freeing strategy, right? Because it's easy for us to say, hey, say F perfection, say F perfection. You know, that's the tagline at, at everything we do over at Location Indie is F perfection, right? Get it, do it well, get it out, and you can always change it later. But it's easy to say and harder sometimes to put it in practice, right? It's a little bit of an abstract concept. And what setting this time limit does is makes an abstract concept concrete because there comes a point where you have to ship it, you know, you have to get it out, you have to do the thing, you have to move on to the next step. And setting this time limit does that. Um, and I think that this is one of the biggest traps that an entrepreneur, whether whether you consider yourself an entrepreneur or whether you think that word is too big for you right now and you're just trying to get a side hustle off the ground, this is one of the biggest traps people fall into. And it comes back to saying, hey, I want to make sure I have time freedom. In order to have time freedom, right, you have to be and show discretion with your time. And this is one of those ways. So, you know, whether it be writing a blog post, that was a huge struggle for me when I was starting out, Jay, was writing blog posts. It would take me forever. I'd go and I'd edit them and edit them and edit them. And finally, I just had to say, like, this is done. If someone comes to me and says, like, this grammar's wrong, I can go back and change it later. So I started setting time limits. You mentioned with a podcast, same as you. I used to do notes for like an hour and a half, two hours, three hours for each guest. And what I found was just, it was untenable. It was unsustainable. If I did two or three hours of notes for a guest, like, it, I was so burnt out. Like, it just, I couldn't keep doing podcasts. And so I said, I did something drastic. It was like, what's the shortest you've ever done notes for a guest? And it was when I forgot I had a podcast coming up and I had 20 minutes to do it and it went well. And I said, 20 minutes is your time limit, right? There you go. Um, you know, stuff like you mentioned on the side is fine, like reading their book and in, in, for leisure time and stuff like that. But it was like, from the moment you sit down to start writing the notes to the moments that you close the notes for that podcast, you got 20 minutes. And it really helped me focus on what were the most important things that I wanted to have on my notes for that guest. And then what are the things that I wanted to take the conversation and allow them to be free-flowing. And I think a time limit allows you to do that too, right? You get the important things done and everything else, it, it almost makes better, at least from podcasting perspective, because now I'm not over-prepared, right? I'm allowing some time for flexibility to be in there. Hmm. Yeah, I think another thing is it can actually, believe it or not, save you money or even uh, allow you to make smarter decisions. If you think about uh, the lean startup model, for example, or if you want to test a business idea, right? And you give yourself a long time to do it and maybe a lot of resources and a lot of money, you might go about it a different way. But if you're like, you know, let me do the minimum viable product. Isn't that essentially uh, in some ways kind of like creating a time constriction. You're like, like, what's the least amount I can do to get the the feedback I need to understand if this is a business I should move forward with. Okay, well, all right, I wanna I want to launch this thing and I want to do it in three days. This happened with us when the pandemic rolled around. We're like, all right, we've been talking about this course for 18 months. Now like let's create this coaching program and course that we've been wanting to create that we just didn't really set a time limit to do it. So it kept going and going. And now we're like, all right, we're going to make it in a month or whatever it was. And we're going to take everything we've discussed, everything that we've learned running the community for five plus years. And we're just going to knock this thing out and, and put it together and get out of version one. And because we did it that way, that that kind of, um, it, it helped us to ship this thing out 
it helped make an impact on more people because we were able to get it out. Um, also, we didn't overthink, like we didn't have time to like build a custom website to host the, you know, course. Now, so we used like a, a software product that kind of solves that. There's like these other decisions that come into play, you know, like maybe it's logistics or technology or whatever. And if you've got, you have a time limit, well, you might actually end up doing it in a smarter way because, uh, and, and a cheaper way instead of like, taking this grand vision, maybe you're just like, hey, I only have this amount of time to do it. So let me see what I got to work with. Let me be your little resourceful here and make this happen in a week instead of a year. You'd be surprised at how that thinking can accelerate uh, your projects and your business. In the spirit of time limits, I know that our 20-minute time limit, Chris is buzzing us out here. So we're going to stick to that, guys. Thank you for listening. Takeaway, please. Uh, think of the one thing that might be a rabbit hole coming up or has already been a rabbit hole. Put a time limit on it. Stick to it. Make the decision. Get it done and move on. Thank you guys for listening. If you want to find out more about how to build a side hustle so that you can achieve the triangle of freedom, that is financial freedom, location freedom, and time freedom, you can do that over at locationindie.com, locationindie.com. The one thing you should do today after doing the thing we talked about with the rabbit hole is go sign up for the email newsletter. If you've been listening to podcasts and you're not a part of that, that's how you can stay in touch, how you can learn all about the challenges we're running, the cool stuff that we've been putting out. Sign up for the email newsletter and we'll see you soon. Thanks again. Thanks again.